So several days ago, it was reported widely in the mainstream media, in the Catholic media, and by Catholic commentators that allegedly a group of quote-unquote conservative cardinals are planning to begin efforts to oust Francis from the papacy. I'm skeptical. I have a different take than Dr. Taylor Marshall had and many others who believe this, who tend to believe this. And this is just a coming from a position of disagreeing, having a different position. This is not a you know, an attack on anybody, so please don't read too much into me mentioning other people here or make or, you know, even the nature of disagreement. This is just a different take. To put it mildly, I'm skeptical of this, and I'm going to explain to you with some examples of why. For the past couple of years, it's been apparent that there have been leaks in the Roman Curia. And by leaks, I mean information getting out that shouldn't be getting out. For example, for a while before Traditionis Custodis was issued, we'd heard rumors about an end to the Latin Mass. After a while, it stopped being almost plausible that we would have something come down. But then the nature of the rumors changed. They started coming through alternative Catholic media sources from sources in the Roman Curia that were very credible, from priests and bishops and cardinals working in the Curia. We started hearing what some of the details of this would be. And wouldn't you know, on the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel in July of 2021, Traditionis Custodis was released. And it fit the, the rumors almost perfectly. That rumor had been true. A few months later, just before Christmas of that same year, we had rumors coming out that a follow-up document was coming out. And it was true. A follow-up document answering an alleged dubia that nobody ever heard of came out that made Traditionis Custodis more well, draconian. And then afterwards, rumors kind of stopped for a while about anything. And then the rumor, then new rumors started coming out about a whole host of things, none of which turned out to be true. For example, there was a, a very strong rumor from quote-unquote credible sources being reported in alternative Catholic media, your favorite YouTube commentators in the Catholic world were talking about how the Fraternal Society of St. Peter, the FSSP, were going to be receiving an apostolic visitation, much like religious communities had, and were going to be smashed to pieces afterwards, much like many religious communities have that I have covered in the past. It seemed plausible, but it never happened. I also put into this kind of category of rumors regarding the FSSP, the alleged document that they published on their website that was literally written on a napkin by Francis, promising them to forever be able to say the 1962 missile, the traditional mass according to the 1962 revisions. I'm, I'm skeptical because you can't, because any such proclamations by Francis should be in the official Vatican repository for such declarations, and it's not there. Many have noticed that document, no official version of that document, is there. The only one that exists is with the FSSP on their website, and not, no one is saying that they fabricated it. I just uh, wouldn't accept that as binding on anybody. But that was the first rumor. And then we got another one. In fact, there were a whole host of these. I'm just going to give you really the three big ones. This past summer, August 2022, we had what is called a consistory. That is where the presumed pontiff, Francis, raised up to the office of cardinal numerous bishops from around the world. 
most notably at Bishop McElroy from San Diego, who was made a bishop, who went straight from being a bishop to a cardinal, still not an archbishop yet, which was seen as a political move, a punishment to a couple of different bishops in California when he was elevated that way, and as a reward for a job well done on numerous topics, including the suppression of the Latin Mass. He also saw Archbishop Arthur Roach become Cardinal Arthur Roach there. Clearly a reward for a job well done. At that consistory, the days leading up to it, suddenly a rumor hit, and it came from credible sources within the Roman Curia. Bishops, priests were all anonymously telling Catholic media outlets that Francis was going to elevate somebody, an unnamed bishop, but there were rumors who it would be, a short list, to be the co-adjutor co bishop of Rome, meaning somebody who would have the automatic right of becoming pope without a conclave, without the Cardinal College of Cardinals having a say in the matter upon Francis' retirement or his, or his going to his personal judgment. Now, you may say that sounds ridiculous, who would believe it? There's precedent in church history for this. This happened in like the ninth century twice. It was extremely unpopular with the College of Cardinals then, as you would expect. And it hasn't been done since then, but there is papal precedent for it. In fact, the archaeologists and the, the, uh, the antiquarians among us would say, well, you know, the ancient church did it, so it must be okay. That's not what the, the traditional view is. Anyway, there was precedent for it. The rumors are coming from strong sources, and it ended up getting reported by John Henry Weston in his podcast and elsewhere on, on social media. I actually wrote a script to make a video about it, but I had a hunch that this wasn't true. And so I just sat on the script. I had a, something ready to go that would have taken me two minutes of putting in a couple details once the news broke that I could have had something for you. It didn't happen at all. And that's when I realized, I had a suspicion beforehand, but that, that was when I realized that there was something going on in Rome. And what appears to be going on in Rome is simple. They recognize they have a leak, and they're trying to figure out who it is. So they put out some ridiculous, not true information to select offices in the Roman Curia to see where the leak is coming from. Let me give you that third example, by the way, just to really hit this home. It was the example of Cardinal Vilmer. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He, he was one of the most hyper, hyper-modernist of the hyper-modernists. I mean, this guy, he and, you know, Pastor Tommy Reese of the Jesuit Church are two peas in a pod, Okay. He was going to be named to some important office, I think the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith. That was the rumor. It didn't happen. Someone else was, someone not nearly as you know far gone as him. But that was the strong rumor, such a strong rumor that Rate Chaley reported on it, and then reported later that conservative cardinals had blocked it. Who? How? There is no real mechanism for blocking such a thing. We know this because what has any of the so-called conservative cardinals opposing Francis really done? What has it accomplished when they write public letters to him, when they write a dubia to him? What happens? Nothing. Nothing comes from it. And this is not, a, this is not a, an attack on Barate Celli. They do good work over there. They bring you some of the best you know, news and best uh, you know, you know, opinion pieces on the state of the church out there. But it's clear there's a leak in the Roman Curia, and they're trying to plug the leak. And the way to do it is to just put morsels of not real information out there. That's how I would do it. That's how it's done in the secular political realm. And we are, work, we are talking here about the most political 
and secular feeling papacy of all the papacies we've had in the post-conciliar era, and that's saying something because they've all been very political. They've all been very secular in their relationships with two secular authority. It's why every pope since Paul VI has addressed the United Nations. It's why every pope since Paul VI, if not earlier, has had meetings with a lot of secular rulers of countries the church wouldn't have ever done that with in the past. That's become the norm. It's why they, all the popes travel since Paul VI. They've all become globetrotters. Increasingly, they've become globetrotters. So this is, I don't think this is real. I think this is another either A, attempt to plug a leak, or B, to just throw a curveball to the traditionalists and set a trap for any conservative cardinal who might actually step up and think this is real. And, and the reason I say that this is probably not real is the biggest criticism most of the audience has whenever I bring you a letter from a vegan, Archbishop Vigano, he's not a cardinal, by the way, he's an archbishop, which is why he'll never be pope. He's approaching retirement age and he's not a cardinal and he will never be made a cardinal. But Archbishop Vigano, criticisms of figures like Archbishop Vigano, Cardinal Burke, Bishop Athanasius Schneider, Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, Cardinal Robert Seurat, and a few others that I present to you whenever they write something I can put on YouTube, the biggest critique of them is that they just write letters. They take no action. One concrete example of this, you go to canon212.com. Frank Walker has a, a ticker of there. It just tells you how many days it's been since the Dubia was issued to Francis from the so-called Dubia brothers. I haven't looked at it in a long time, but it passed 2,000 days may, like a long time ago. It's been almost seven years, folks. Six and a half years since the dubia was given to Francis with no response. And we were promised a response. And the other reason I don't think this is going to happen, how many actual conservative cardinals do you think there are? And let's separate conservative from traditionalist because I don't think there are any traditionalist cardinals. How many conservative cardinals, cut from a Benedict XVI kind of you know, post-conciliar cloth, how many of them are there? A fair number but not enough to move the needle at all. And certainly not enough to oust France, risk get forcing him into retirement to, and then risk having another conclave only to have that conclave give us Pope Francis II. I don't think there's enough of them to pull that off or that they would risk such an outcome. There's, a third, there's another possibility for what the cause of this rumor is. And it could be that Francis is himself getting ready to retire and to throw confusion to the laity and out there, but especially to throw confusion to sort of prepare the way for the next conclave for Francis's preferred successor. Someone that if he steps down, he probably can't officially handpick, but he can make known his wishes to his allies in the Card College of Cardinals, while then throwing a curveball to the moderate bishops or moderate cardinals who participate in that process to ensure or to help make sure that they don't ally themselves with Cardinal Burke or Cardinal Mueller, none of whom are considered extremely papabile, by the way, by the any like serious observer of these things. He would have a chosen, he would have a preferred chosen successor. Most people think that's Cardinal Zuppi or Cardinal Togle or somebody like that, or maybe um, Cardinal Hollerich out of Luxembourg. All of these men would make somebody at least as bad as Francis. That's the third reason. Could be that he's planning to step down, but I'm actually skeptical of that too. I think this is an attempt to plug a leak, to figure out where information is getting leaked out of from the Roman Curia and to stop it dead in its tracks.
Because when you get the laity in an uproar, then you have their bishops getting phone calls and then you start having a headache being made for the Roman Curia, and that can slow things down. I suspect that's what this is about. It's something pretty simple. I'm curious, though, do you believe that this is real? That there is an organized effort to shut down, you know, Francis and get him out of there and so that they can then have a conclave? I'm curious if you think that. I'm curious if you think that would be ethical, by the way. Because uh, apparently canon law says if you try to force someone into retirement, it invalidates a resignation when it comes to the papacy. So how you would get there, these conservative cardinals would know that, by the way. So how you would get there is anyone's guess, because I know many of you will say, well, Francis isn't Pope anyway, so what does it matter if his resignation is valid? Every one of the cardinals I've mentioned from the conservative group, Burke, Mueller, Seurat, a few others, They've all publicly affirmed multiple times that they that there is one pope and he is Francis. That's what they have said. And that ties their hands. So I'm curious if you think this is real. Or if you think this is just some rumor that will turn out to be false. I tend to think it's not real. I'm perfectly willing to be wrong about that. Taylor Marshall may be right. The others who are reporting that this is real and factual may be correct. If it is, it might be a great thing for the church, or this may be the sort of the, the you know, the final thing that causes some sort of schism. Remember what Our Lady of Akita said. Bishops opposing bishops, cardinals opposing cardinals. I'll leave you with that. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. Sharing this on, the, on social media like Facebook or Twitter or wherever helps a lot too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.